Whether or not you notice it, the people you spend your time with influence you. You may be influenced in more smaller ways, like the types of food you like to eat, the types of clothes you like to wear, maybe your favorite color, little things like that. But you may also notice that you're being influenced by bigger things, like the way that you speak, the way that you treat people, the way you view people, and your overall attitude. The example I was going to use to kind of illustrate this, it's just a silly little illustration, but I think it gets the point across pretty clearly. Sometimes, as I'm sure you do, or people in your own house do, sometimes people in my family will just start to sing songs randomly. Maybe just a chorus of a song, maybe a whole entire song, doesn't really matter. It can be anything from like the VeggieTales theme song, to a church song, or to some song like We Will Rock You. And something you see more is you see other people in your house picking up that song as well. Someone in my house might start singing a song and then you hear someone else humming the melody. You hear another person singing it off in another room. And now everyone's got that one song stuck in their head over and over again just because one person started singing it out loud. And as I said before, it's just a little silly illustration, but I think it gets the point across pretty well on how we can influence people in so many different ways and it can happen as quickly as that. And our influence doesn't just spread to the people we spend most of our time around, it spreads to people we go to school with, people we go to church with, people we see walking down the street, people we see at the grocery store, people we are close friends with, maybe people you don't even know, absolute strangers. We leave an influence on so many different types of people. And if we tell people that we're a Christian, then people will probably already have a fixed view about you. They may know people themselves who say that they're Christians who are really nice, kind, welcoming, hospitable people. But then they might know people who say that they're Christians, but they're gossips. They use vulgar language. They make fun of people and talk bad about people. And then when they meet you and you tell them that you're a Christian, they're going to have kind of a fixed view about you already based on the experiences that they've had with people. So our influence in this world is so important because not only does it affect ourselves, but it affects other people and then in turn can affect other people and just go in this whole big circle. So if we tell people that we're a Christian or people know that we're a Christian, our influence affects the way that they're going to see us and it also affects the way that they're going to see the church. And another thing I think about it is that today, lots and lots of people, people who probably aren't even Christians in the first place, are looking at Christians to see what kind of examples they're setting, to see what kind of lives these people who claim they are Christians are truly living. Maybe they're watching to see how they really act and to be able to say, hey, according to you, Christians aren't supposed to act the way that you're acting. So as we can see, we can affect so many different people in so many different ways, which is why we wanna make sure that our influence is kind and it's known for being kind and that we can have such a positive effect on people that they ask, why are you this happy all the time? Why are you so positive about this horrible situation, about this sad thing happening in your life? And you can be, well, let me tell you about Jesus. So our influence is just so important. And lastly, I thought I'd share a couple verses in the Bible that relate to the influence we have on people. 
The first one we'll look at is actually found in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So as you can see, Jesus said that we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. And that's not something that we should hide. He said to let your light shine in such a way that they'll see your good works and glorify the Father. So let your light be so positive, let you have such a good influence that when people see the good things that you have done, the good things you say to people, the acts you do of service, and all the good things that you've done, they see Jesus and they say, who else can that person be living for except Jesus? And then they glorify God. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Our influence, the effect that we have on people, is supposed to be totally opposite than the influence of the world. Our influence is supposed to be different from how the world influences people, so that we can prove what the will of God is, good and acceptable and perfect things. And there's just so many more. One I can think of off the top of my head is 1 Corinthians 15.33, which says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. We don't want to keep company or be the company that's going to corrupt somebody else's morals and maybe the way that they view the church or how they view God or how they view Christians. The last one that I'll look at, there's so many more, so many of them, but we'll look at just one more, and it will be 1 Peter 3, verse 16, which says, Keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. It sounds a little bit better when you read verse 15 too, so I'll say that too. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you're slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So it's saying be able to defend the word of God and have such a reputation that when people say slanderous things against you, other people are going to be like, hey, you can't be talking about this person. This person has a good, honest reputation and they have a good influence. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast episode and make sure to come back next week for another.